2: Howdy all! Happy Tuesday. Um, I'm getting prepared for my uh, trek down to the Lone Star State. Uh, it's always it's always hectic, Russ, the day before you're going to be flying all over the place. You know, just making sure you don't forget anything. You know, allergy medication, sun uh, sunscreen for the, uh, the 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 hot Texas sun. Uh, and I got up early this morning, and normally I do not watch ESPN anymore because it's just. It, 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 it's it's been a waste of time for especially for somebody who is a hockey is a hockey fan because if you're if you're looking for hockey news from ESPN you're you're not going to get informed. I, I'd be surprised if you had found out that the Stanley Cup had been won uh, if you would watched ESPN. But you know, we're, and we're going to talk about Barry Trotz resigning as the Caps coach. I was just curious. I got up around six o'clock and turned on a couple of the different shows, Sports Center and as such, and if. I would have hated to have been hanging there waiting for the mention of Barry Trotz because it was on SportsCenter. It was about 25 minutes in on on their signature morning show, uh, Golik and Wingo. Uh, It was barely mentioned, but they didn't fail to mention. Tiger. They didn't fail to mention LeBron and his opt-out over and over every 20 minutes. They didn't fail to mention the the Houston Astros 12-game winning streak. But anything about the Stanley Cup winning coach uh resigning, you know, a Stanley Cup winning coach for the first time in 24 years resigning right after the cup, nothing. ESPN, I think you're worthless. I really do. Guys,
0: I hate to break this, but apparently Steve Wino is reporting that the Sharks have apparently flipped Mike Hoffman to the Panthers. So Ooh. they're not Ooh. keeping him. That uh, he's the only one so far I'm seeing
2: with this, but it was from right. Steve
0: Wino. Yeah, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Okay. okay. Well, let's, Panthers. You're, it's official. Florida well, Panthers have acquired. Good. Let,
2: let's let let's start the show, and you'll you'll lead off with it. Okay. Yeah. So Okay. We'll just, do that. Just, just follow me here. Sounds good. Uh, hello, hockey world. Today is Tuesday, June nineteenth, twenty eighteen.
0: I'm Anthony Mangione from Center Ice Philly Magazine. I'm Russ Cohn from Sportsology.
2: And I'm Michael L'Agello, and this is the Hockey Buzzcast here on HockeyBuzz.com. And we go to our intrepid breaking reporter, uh, Anthony Manjoni for the for the news of the latest deal in the NHL. So
0: well, Mike Kaufman has been dealt a second time today. First, he was flipped, obviously, earlier by the San, by the uh, Ottawa <laughs> Center to the San Jose Sharks. Now... Uh, the Panthers have acquired Hoffman and a 2018 seventh round pick from the San Jose Sharks. Going to see here what the exchange is here from the, from the Panthers' perspective since they just made this deal and it's just breaking now. Uh, in exchange, it is for Florida's 2019 second round pick, 2018 fourth round pick, and 2018 fifth round pick. So Hoffman is a went from being a senator to a shark to a Florida Panther. Frequent flyer miles not included. Well, okay, okay, so read those picks again one more time. So the picks are for now they're sending a two thousand. Now the Sharks are sending their 2018 seventh round pick along with Hoffman. Right. In exchange for their 2018 fourth and fifth round picks and their 2019 second round pick. Okay, so. So let's talk about this. So
1: a couple of days ago I said there wouldn't be much value for Mike Hoffman. And this is the
2: equivalent of not much value times two. Well, let's let let's talk about deal number one first. Sure, let's talk, talk, about let's, talk, let's one. talk about Ottawa San Jose because okay, we realized that Pierre Dorian was between a rock and a hard place. The value of Hoffman was mitigated by the whole situation that came out last week. We, we don't know whether it's proven or uh, proven or not proven. We're not. We're just going to avoid that and just go to the hockey side of it. His value is down. That's hanging over his head. Before the news came out, I probably would think, I mean, Russ, we heard about Calgary. We heard about St. Louis being interested in Hoffman. We heard names like Cairo and and Robert Thomas and first-round yeah. picks. And yeah. now he goes for Michael Bodker. And Michael Bodker was an absolute bust of a, of a signing with San Jose. And it's, in the first year of his contract, he was, I think it was four years, 16 million. And what he didn't score a goal until the all-star break. So this was a this was basically a salary dump of Bodker for Hoffman. And now well, let's take it from there. So <laughs>
1: let's, let's look, San Jose couldn't wait to get rid of Michael Bodker. That was obvious. And it's not because he's a bad guy, he's just not a great hockey player. So they They clearly did. And, you know, I love how in these trades, sixth and seventh round picks are getting thrown around because really the chances of those becoming NHLers are very slim, right? So at the end of the day, if Ottawa feels like they got something, okay, they at least got a player. At least they got a player to put on the roster. In that essence, okay. But again, it's really a shame. There's nothing Pierre Dorian could have done here to get right. more value, and the value just stinks. It just does.
2: Yeah, really. and I don't know much about Julius Bergman. Uh, I, I like. do. I mean, look, he he's, he's a pretty good puck-moving
1: defenseman, but he's 22, so he could be a depth guy in the league. He's not going to be a star. He's not going to be a, a big-time point guy. He skates well. He's right. one of those guys that you definitely could plug in at some point. He's been three years in the AHL, but that's not uncommon for San Jose. But, look, if you think he's one of San Jose's top prospects,
2: you'd be wrong. Now, Anthony, the, the thing that I, I see here, and now we can take it forward to the to the Florida yes. deal, San, San Jose dump, dumps a $4 million cap hit. Now, we don't know from Steve Wino's report whether there's any salary retention here, but Bodker had two more years at $4 million. and Hoffman had two more years at 5.187. So so they were taking they were taking on salary in the in the uh, in, in the instance in the, of, yeah. in the short term but if they didn't retain any salary this is clearing 4 million dollars of cap space for San Jose and that gives more credence to the, the sharks being a player for John Tavares.
0: Yeah Not only that he could also be a, a player here also for Ilya Kovalchuk too. That could be an yes. F- avenue as well. If that if if Tavares to the Sharks falls through you know, Kovalchuk will be a, you know, a fallback, a, a good fallback option for San Jose. I think, at least on a short-term deal. Say maybe it's, again, if they got a two-year contract window, and that's what they say to Kovalchuk, two to three years. Well, here,
1: here's the problem. He won't take two years. Like this is, this is like an ego tour for Ilya Kovalchuk, and he's already saying on July, we'll see on July first. Yeah, he,
2: he says he, he says he wants the Patrick Marlowe deal. Right. He's, delusional nobody yeah. i mean but i mean someone, okay no,
1: no, not nobody somebody will give it to him Mike. somebody always does
0: if it's you, i'm not going to be shocked if it's san jose they may look at it and say you know what this is our last our last chance to make us a, a hard push and they feel like kovalchuk can give them something on depending on where the capital be. I just i feel like i know what kovalchuk wants I just don't know necessarily if he's going to get completely what he's looking for.
2: Well, but let's go back – okay, now let's go back to the Hoffman deal, but from the from, yeah. from the Florida perspective because one of the main crit- criticisms regarding the Panthers last year – and you know, at the end of the year, they sort of like tried to climb back into the playoff race and, and then fell, ba- fell back, was that they were very strong up the middle with with Trocek, with Barkov, with Bukestad um, up, up the middle – but on the wing, they were extremely weak. And now, you know, I don't think Ottawa, they really didn't have the luxury of caring whether Hoffman ended up back in their division. Right. But now they add Hoffman. And I, I, Russ, I think this may take them out of the Max Pacioretty stuff that we've been hearing about for since the trade deadline. I don't think now that they got Hoffman for two years at over $5 million, that they're going to be trading young assets for a guy who's got one year left.
1: No, I agree. I, I, I have to agree with that.
2: Look, Florida's the one who probably makes out in
1: this deal because they got Hoffman for very little. Yeah, for picks. For picks. For, for deep picks and a second in 2019. Right. So if you think about it, Florida's the one that comes out the real big winner here. San Jose was a pretty good winner because they dumped a player that they knew wasn't working. And saved on some 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 cap, but Florida gets a player that could still play. We can't Whoa. lose sight of the fact that Mike Hoffman is a very good player, and this is a good addition to that team.
2: If you if you take but- Hoffman out of the if you take Hoffman out of the equation completely Anthony you, think, you know you just say okay Hoffman went directly from Ottawa to Florida and not and ignore that he he clear he, that San Jose used him as a clearinghouse. San Jose got a two a four and a five for Michael Bodker and saved four for four million dollars a year for the next two years on the cap Doug Wilson should be marching through the streets of San Jose in celebration.
0: Yeah, I would I would agree. And and in a draft that I think has more of a spread of talent in terms of some of the deep potentially where you could find guys potentially a little deeper in in terms of the second and third rounds, right? That works out, I think, again, for um, for San Jose in this case, I don't think there's any question about it. And again, we do need to see the other shoe drop to see what they're going to do with their with, with the space they've just earned. Right, Before we ro- go, before we go marching through the streets,
1: you can't do worse than Bodeker. So Bodker, So they. Oh, they- think
0: he's,
2: he's been. He's been an empty.
0: Oh, I hate to use the phrase. He just. He's tantalized people for years, and he's always been a tease. And it's just- well,
2: and, and it could it could be it could be something. Now, I think that they will be in on Tavares if Tavares uh, hits the the five day window. If not. Pavelski and Couture come up as UFAs after this year, and they've now the, the, their contracts of uh, uh, Martin Jones kicks in this upcoming year. So does Mark Edward Vlasic. So does Evander Kane. Uh, uh, Brent Burns' deal is already in in effect. So you know this is four million dollars that they could put to use, even if it isn't on John Tavares. True, sure, and
1: look. At the end of the day, they're going to lock up Pavelski and they're going to lock up Couture. There's not even a question in my mind. Right. That is definitely going to happen. But again, we have to remember, San Jose is a great drafting team. Mm -hmm. They've added guys over the years. They've added Timo Meyer. They've added so many players. Hurdle. Yeah, they've added Hurdle. Uh, The guy out of Staten Island that I like. Oh, Uh, uh, LeBanc. LeBanc. I mean, they've added guys that they have drafted – from a lot of different rounds and they have more that they could add Mm so san jose is doing a good thing here because they realize all right we don't really have to do a rebuild here if we could still keep restocking this team with our own guys and lock up the core super superstars and stars to keep it going and so far it's working
2: well the the one thing that being being an organization that has good scouting and does draft well is it frees you up in terms of having those young guys on entry level deals to spend money elsewhere. And if they if they don't get Tavares now they're they're okay up the middle even if they don't get John Tavares in 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 free agency. I mean it would be great if they if they did I mean from their perspective. But they could be in on John Carlson. They could be in on in on James Van Riemsdyk. So it' not, there's nothing really holding them back from being in on all the free agents and just seeing which one will want to play in Northern California. And, gee, that's a tough place to play, isn't it? I think
1: they may have freed up money for Joe Thornton. Who knows?
2: Right. Well, yeah, I mean and- – I mean, now that, that's that is the thing that's that is the thing that's sort of hanging over the shark. The only thing that's hanging over the shark's head is that he's
1: definitely gone. Because I think no,
2: that- no, no. I, I don't I don't think so. I don't think he, he he wouldn't come out and say I'll take less money to stay. There. That that's not exactly uh, helping. You know, holding their feet to the fire. That's that's making you know that's saying okay, I want to come back. Right. I'll take less money, but the question is how much less. And you know now that they've opened up four million dollars in cap space, I don't think he's going to take as much less as maybe they thought he would previously. So we'll see.
1: But it, let let me pose this to the to the esteemed board here: <laughs> you could bring back Joe Thornton for a one year deal at four million. I'd say they'd probably do it.
2: I I don't know simply because they brought him back for one year at eight million and they got what thirty games out of him before he cooked. Yeah, his do get more
1: this year. He's coming off the knee surgery. But he's coming off two knees. If you can get him for half that price, yeah, I yeah,
2: think yeah, they do. Yeah, I he's would coming off two knees. I mean, yes, they might. Yeah, yeah, it's very possible, but I don't think it's a guarantee because. You know, maybe they think they're throwing money away on a guy that might not be able to get through a season at 38 years old. So but they don't look at it that way. He, yeah, he no, I know they don't. But I'm just saying. That, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So I have to be it too.
2: Now, final thing on this deal. Uh, th- this is only the beginning of the what's going on in Ottawa. I mean, there's talk about obviously the Carlson stuff, and we'll be focused on that the next <laughs> few days. Uh, There's chatter about Zach Smith. Mark Stone is an RFA. I saw a. a Correspondence back and forth between Travis Yost of TSN and Darren Drager talking about what Mark Stone would get on his new deal, and they're talking eight to nine million a year, which I, I think would if if he gets that. I mean that that is a paradigm shift in the NHL. If you're talking about a winger getting that much. And I mean, I think he's a really good player. I don't think he's he a is top an excellent player. Let's not, yeah. Let's not. Yeah, I, but do you think he's a do you think he's a top five winger? Do you think he's he's close? Three? I mean, put him on a different team. He's really close. Yeah, but if but we're talking about him being on Ottawa. I know, but I'm just saying. I mean, if they if they can pay that, if they if they find somebody to take Bobby Ryan's deal, well,
1: that's what they're the going to do. I think
2: Ryan is the next
1: one out. Actually, I think he he is the next one out the door. That is the one where they'll take less value to save money, and and he is the next shoe to drop for them, in my estimation.
2: Well, I mean, you know, four years left it's seven and a quarter, and it's flat. It's not like a front-loaded deal. And I mean, to me, to me, the only
1: failing of Bobby Ryan is thinking that thinking that the King of Pizza is the best pizza in New Jersey. Other than that, you know, he's <laughs> a pretty good player.
2: Like I just said, oh,
1: Anthony, the- you know that it's not. You know that.
0: I don't go to King of Pizza. I live in Pennsylvania, so there you go. I have no- yeah,
2: you've driven by it like everybody else. I, they they, they they all pale in comparison to Bocce Club in Buffalo, New York. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's now the the news that broke uh, about an hour or so after the the Buzzcast of yesterday. Course had, uh, of course it did. As 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 normally happens. Uh, And it was not as big a shock as some people made it because Russ, you and I have been talking about this. And so is Zach for the, for weeks for like during the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, when they were down two games to nothing, there was talk about Barry Trotz not being back. And even into the Stanley cup final, there was legitimate talk about him not staying with the Capitals, even if they won. And yesterday, he resigned. Now, the the one the one thing that was interesting was that the Stanley Cup victory apparently kicked in a clause in his contract for a 2-year renewal. Now, I don't know what the salary was, but I'm assuming it would probably have been close to what he was being paid right now the and after it was
1: like a slight raise.
2: Yeah, so I mean, but he was leaving before that. That was somebody somebody brought it up uh on on one of the one of the channels I was watching that You know when Keenan walked away from the Rangers in ninety four, he He walked fast. Let's be right, but he used he used the clause that of a bonus that was supposed to be paid by a certain day, and they missed it by one day. And he says, "I'm leaving because of that." When he was leaving before that, so it was
0: was such bullcrap.
2: I I remember that from high school.
0: I was in high school, and I was just like, "Yeah, it was a little jaw dropping at the
2: time." (laughs)
1: But barry trotz is like the fourth guy to do it now but here's the thing i brought it up i want to say it was after they beat pittsburgh that i think that the capitals were banding together in the locker room for Trotz, knowing that he was probably leaving and and i do think that was something that did help galvanize the team end of the day barry trotz didn't lie with any of his quotes either that made me think all right could he possibly stay in another capacity because he said he felt like he had a future with the caps he did but he felt like he had it at his price and clearly, the GM did not want to pay his price, so he
2: left. What he's in—he's going to stay on as a senior advisor, making three million dollars a year. No, no, year? You know What I mean, like, just—he yeah. clearly would have
1: stayed. There was some
2: small part of him that would have dealt
1: with whatever <laughs> friction there was with the GM, but at the right price, and he wasn't paid that price. So.
2: Nice. Now Anthony here's where and and again Russ and I have been saying this and more Russ than me because you know he he, he knows more. No, <laughs> uh, but uh uh that don't everybody's jumping to the conclusions that trots is going to the islanders. Yeah. And I I don't buy it and and I think I think it was Bob McKenzie or Elliot Friedman yesterday who said you know other teams with coaches who haven't fired their coaches might be willing to fire their coach to hire a Stanley Cup winner and Barry Trotz.
0: Exactly, I, t- you have, we have a couple, certainly several different places. And if Trotz and I point this point to out yesterday in a tweet, I said if Trotz is looking for well, it's only going to be more money he's looking for. I'm like, he just won a Stanley Cup. He wants at least some personnel, say so. He may not want to be. A, he doesn't want the dual role of GM and coach. But I think he definitely wants to have much more of, of of his fingerprints in terms of not just the coaching philosophy and the X and O's. I think he wants to be able to basically tell the GM the list of what he wants, and the GM is more likely to acquiesce to that. So shopping we got the groceries. Bill Parcells. Bingo! Exactly. Thinking of it's exactly what was on my brain was the Parcells shopping the shopping for the groceries part. Right. Um, so for me, he's going to go with Lou. In in the cult of personality of Lou Lamarillo in on Long Island, where he has and somebody brought it up yesterday about well, in Toronto he gave Babcock, you know, Babcock had a lot of power. Babcock. I said, but the role was different. Everybody knew Lou had a window of time, and that Dubas or Hunterberg was going to be taking over. So yep. that was a whole different role. He was there as a mentor to yes. get everything in line in a certain way. So when Dubas took over, everything was in place. And. Yeah, this is the is, – his son isn't on Long Island. Chris Lamarolo's is there. That's back – they are planning on turning this into Devil's Long Island, and this and, is basically what it's going to be. And and, and, and,
2: and Andy brought Andy brought in an assistant general manager who worked for him in New Jersey, so that right. just feeds in even more to the, well, the model. There's
0: gonna be, if Trotz is not going to have the level of – if he wants say so in addition to dollar figure – the island's the last place I think he's going to go. Now I think you brought up yesterday the possibility of Minnesota with Fenton. Yeah, that's now. the one I've been hot on for weeks. You've been yeah. hot on for a bit, Russ. That Fenton, with Fenton getting hired there, the GM. And no Leopold,
1: Leopold was the owner of Nashville when Trots yeah. was there too.
0: Exactly. So there's a lot of there's a lot of easy connect. There's a lot of connections there. Um, if he wants to start from scratch, you know, in terms of. The Seattle situation with Tippett, if he's willing to sort of the two of them are willing to work together. There's a lot of different possibilities for trots. and I just to everybody was like jumping like yippee dogs yesterday, like oh yeah, it's 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 the only job that's open is the Islanders, so he's I know. The Islanders. I'm just like guys, we're all like reporters. Can we like have a bigger sort of idea of why is he going to lock himself into just going on the Long Island? Yeah,
2: but the but see that's the thing. The ones that really know what's going on, and I'm not trying to act
0: like we're going, you know, that we, you know, we know more than anybody else. It's- no,
2: no, 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 no. But I'm I'm saying, I'm saying, but I'm saying like last night, you know, reflexively I'd say half the people were saying, Oh, the Islanders, it makes, yeah, it right. makes perfect sense. But the people, the people who, who know what's, what's what we're not saying, Oh, it's immediate that it's the Islanders, that there, there are other possibilities and, and not to jump to conclusions. And I, I don't think it's a fait accompli that he's going to the Islanders because I, I don't. First of all, I don't know if the Islanders are going to want to pay, you know, three million, three and a half million, four million, maybe even as high as five million for a Stanley Cup winning coach. You know, after, I I think it's very possible that Lou might go with a younger coach.
0: And I, might add, I would also add to the mix of the fact that I congratulate Barry Trotz on 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 finally breaking through and winning a Stanley Cup. But prior to this, his 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 career has been second. You know, he's gotten his team to the second round. They overachieve, and this year they broke through, and he had superior talent. He could so, be Joe Torre, though, and, and that? that's the thing. He could be a
1: Joe Torre type. Joe Torre had that same rap, and then when he won his first one, then he started to win
0: more. I mean, right? That's entirely possible. I absolutely agree with I that. Everybody, everybody
1: he won with the Mets, and he won with the Yankees, but I'm over that. Don't worry. I'm. I'm I don't even think about that.
0: Okay, Russ.
2: <laughs> sure you are. Sure you're. You're. Oh, sure you're over it. You're, yeah. Oh, yeah, we
0: just mentioned it on broadcast. Daryl yeah.
2: Strawberry pitched. Daryl. or uh, yeah. Dwight couldn't pitch the no hitter. Daryl Strawberry won World Series. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You're over it. All right. I'm oh, over. okay. A little more information bleeding out here. Uh, for for the uh for the this deal and this this to me this makes Ottawa look worse. Dale Talon contacted Ottawa, According, this is according to Chris Johnson from Sportsnet, contacted Ottawa last week. Now we don't know if it was before or after the revelations regarding Hoffman and said that the price was too high, and then San Jose contacted him last night. And Talon says he did not offer the package to Ottawa that he gave to San Jose. So everybody, what that tells me is if if, if the talk between Florida and Ottawa was before – Pa, the, the revelations they were asking for too much and then he was not willing to trade inside his division given draft picks
0: it, is. It, was the, it was basically what you saw was the uptick for the in, for an individual right. trade but now they cap it he still ends up in their division right, uh, right but it does end up
2: yeah and that's and that's the worst case scenario for ottawa if i mean And I, like I said, I don't think they're keeping Carlson. I think Carlson will be on another team uh, before, by the start of, you know, by the start of next season. But if if Carlson's there to have Hoffman come into your building two or three times a year with that acrimony, with all that stuff, that's going to be ugly. That's really going to be ugly.
1: It can't be any uglier than, you know, Alexander Day coming back or Alexei Yashin coming back. It's, they're used to that. But here's the thing. I
0: think one of the keys will have to be, though, that are Carl, I think, Carlson will probably need to be elsewhere. Yeah, well, I don't
1: know. We'll see. That's the thing. I think
0: Carlson's still in Ottawa, and Hoffman's coming in. That and because of the whole incident happening there, it's even more of a chance of a, it's even more of a powder keg. Cool, I mean, Let's say Carlson's in Vegas, Panthers are visiting the the, the yeah. Golden Knights. It's it's a story, but not yeah, so a, the worst. It's that, like
2: Go ahead, Russ. Nothing's uh, worse than like when Matt Cook would return to old teams. Like we've seen this stuff, right? It's like it's it's a one it's a one day story when PK Subban goes to Montreal or yeah. Montreal goes to Nashville, and it'll be like that if they're in, yeah. in separate conferences. But if it, you're in the same division, and then you go and it, it potentially play in the playoffs, which I don't think is going to happen for Ottawa for another three or four years, the way that way things are going there.
1: right here's what I think is going to happen now, though.
2: I think Ottawa
1: will offer Carlson their deal. And then it'll be up to Carlson to tell them either privately or publicly that he's staying or not. And if he's not, he'll get dealt at the draft.
2: Yeah. Um, the other coaching news that was that was sort of lost in the mix yesterday. I, I had it written down on our on our list, and uh, and that we didn't get to it because we got, we got wrapped up, up. Oh, there was another sorry, there a there for a second. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. okay. So anyhow. So anyhow Wait, are, Wait, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm gonna mute Anthony. Anthony,
0: Anthony.
2: Log off. Hold we'll do. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes it just it just gets caught up in the line. the the other The other news was the Dave Tippett. Uh, signing on with this Seattle group as, quote, a senior advisor. Well, he can't sign on as a coach because there's no team to coach. That's I assume that's the reason why they termed it as a senior advisor. But uh, this is the worst kept secret in the world that Seattle is going to get the team, Russ.
1: Right. I mean, it was the worst kept secret in the world, and Tippett did have some personnel decisions that he was in on with Arizona. So he's the perfect guy to to have in this spot. Now Tippett can go around and start scouting for his players. And, right. and that's, that's a good way for, for this to work because if, if look, Seattle is going to start out as a pretty defensive minded team. Now that they have Dave Tippett in there and this league is trending towards that anyhow. So I think it's smart. I, I like the move. The only thing that is slowing down what was going on with Seattle is the key bank re- refurb. Cause I told you that is not a smooth thing like that. That key bank refurb is is taking a while and yeah. they don't nobody has a good, ha, you know, handle on the time frame yet. And I think that's what's really holding up the NHL from saying, hey, this is when Seattle will get in the league because they got to have a place to play. And so I think once they get a handle on and a date on the key bank, then I think it'll it'll finally come out.
2: No, Anthony, we we're talking about uh, Tippett signing on as an advisor in Seattle. I mean, w- what are your thoughts on this? Because I think, I mean, to me, this is the only more confirmation that Seattle, whenever they w- whenever they get together, the Board of Governors meeting won't be the, the, mo- the, the next one, but it'll probably be, you know, the one that they have. I think it's before the Hall of Fame in November. That's probably when they'll come out and say Seattle's got the team and, Uh, you know, then they can start scouting like Russ was just saying, but what do you think of Tippett as a choice probably as the next head coach of the Seattle.
0: That's my guess is that he'll probably be the coach. Although in some ways I do have to keep in mind sort of Mary Craven's role in certain terms of getting a lot of people sort of educated with hockey in Seattle. uh, I'm sorry, in, in, in Vegas and how he was really kind of the point man for Vegas ownership in this case and getting things off the ground. But, Based off of obviously Tippett's extensive experience as a head coach, in my mind, it has to be it, the likely it is that Tippett will probably be the Seattle expansion team's next coach, uh, and, the, and, and that's that's what I think is going to happen
2: here. Now, uh, one more thing here, just we keep going back to the Hoffman thing. Uh, Bruce Garyak was reporting that you know when Talon spoke to Ottawa last week, Ottawa was asking for significantly more than they ended up getting in the deal with San Jose, which tells me that Dorian is a, like in a, in a deal for Carlson. And I've been saying this for a while, Russ, if I you know, if, say the Maple Leafs are interested in Carlson, Oh yeah, we'll trade him to you. But the price for a team in their own division is going to be significantly higher oh, yeah. than it would be in some with somebody in the other conference. So to me, that knocks out, Tampa that knocks out Florida that acts out the Leafs in terms of destinations of where would go because it
1: happens again and he gets bounced to another team like this is the part that is now you know a long time ago I, I thought the NHL would turn into the NBA
2: when yeah.
1: salaries and caps started to get close and now this is what we're seeing this is really standard operating procedure in the NBA and now, we could see it happen to Eric Carlson, too. And that's why you could never – we saw it happen with Mark Streit, and we all sort of laughed about it. But it's going to start happening more and more and more.
2: And wasn't there one general manager who was sort of pissed off in that, uh, in that transaction where they didn't want Streit – was was it Hextall that didn't want Streit to no, go? That wasn't Hextall. It was somebody um, –
1: Somebody else.
2: Yeah, somebody, somebody else. else. Hextall at that point wasn't – He He didn't
0: care. He didn't care where. Honestly, he was just looking to get him landed to a place where he had a shot. I think, and it was just that they wanted whatever return they could get for him with
2: that. Right, but I mean, I mean, then this is the thing. I don't think once once they make that deal with San Jose, they have no control. They can't say they can't put a clause in that deal. Say you can't trade him back to my own division unless they agree to it as part of part of the deal. Um, But I've never heard of I've never heard of clauses like that being put in transactions. I don't think those are contractually not not able to be put in place. Yeah. So uh anyway, so the, okay, um no th- small
1: things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So first one, apparently there's a Larry Brooks column out there that's now suggesting, "Hey Tampa, if if you're looking to, you know, get rid of Ryan Callahan and his 2 years at 5.8 per, you might be able to deal with the New York Rangers." And it's like, "Okay, look, I get that it's the summertime and I get that if you wanted to put catnip in the New York papers, for ranger fans when the team's down a little bit that's what you do but if any ranger fan really thinks seriously that this team is going to do that they're crazy now if they do that then to me that's marking that you know what they're not really fully invested in any kind of retool all they're doing is bring now they're gonna they'll use the excuse hey hey we're bringing him in he's good with the young players look you already have matt zuccarello for that and they're probably trading him too Yeah. So, You can't give me a good excuse as to why you should bring back Ryan Callahan. And I like the guy as a player. Believe me, I like him a lot. But this is just silliness.
2: But but Callahan's having, I believe it's reconstructive shoulder surgery for like the second time in the last three years this summer, or if he may have already had it. I mean, to me, I I don't know what the motivation here is with Tampa because – they can put him on LTIR until he's yeah. healthy to return. And if he's not healthy to return, then they have five and a half, this 5.8 million. It's
1: not a, this is not, we don't even know if it's steeped in fact from Tampa. This sure. is just a, what if column.
0: This, this is Larry. I'm, I'm now a hall of famer. So I can pretty right. much put out what I want to on the wall here. And yeah. it, it, may, it may or may not stick, but eh.
1: here's the one thing. Ranger fans don't need to see, or at least older ones. Barry Beck had a shoulder that used to pop out yeah. when he played and he was a great defenseman one of the top five in the league he was a big bruising defenseman and it was um pat uh what was
2: his name oh, crap from from where from
1: the islanders who popped latley pat his- latley pat pat who yeah. later became a ranger who popped his shoulder out and after that it kept happening nobody needs to see this happening to ryan callahan on a regular basis in new york trust me they
2: don't well yeah i, I mean that'll be I mean, I have a feeling that the Rangers will be extremely busy, um, but I, I, I'm still – like, I, I, I think they could go more in the direction of the rebuild than other people think because they're, they're, already, they're already going that way, Russ, so why not go all the way? You know what I don't I'm saying?
1: Think they'll, they'll never go all the way because they charge a lot for tickets and they have to have a certain amount of names – for the casual hockey fan to show up at MSG. They don't have the season ticket base that they used to. So they do rely on people who have expendable income in New York, who want to go out and have a good time. Mm -hmm. And if they recognize a few names, that's good for them. It gives them something to watch. That's what they're catering to. They've been catering to that for years. So that's why they won't – they will never go through a full rebuild. They just won't.
2: Now, one of the side stories in, uh, of the upcoming draft is going to be players who re-enter that were, that were drafted a couple of years ago. Right. Um, the most prominent one is Adam Masherin, who played for Kitchener, had, You know, scored 40 goals last year with the Rangers. He was, I believe, a second-round pick of the Panthers in 2016, didn't sign. Uh, Dale Talon, uh, according to Chris Johnson, was asked about uh, Masherin, and he said, uh, he didn't want to play for the Panthers. That's what happened. We offered him a favorable contract, and re- he refused it. Now, Ross, I've heard people say he's a third-round pick, and that—that's where this is where I don't understand. What I don't understand, it might be less risky to take a guy who's now, I believe, 20, who a lot of people think has got an NHL cap- NHL capability in terms of his skills um so why wouldn't he be picked in the second round or why would he be picked higher than say the third or the fifth round or something like that
1: well because he's talent has broadcast the fact that he turned down a deal to play for that team what if you draft him and he turns out that turns down a deal to play for your team
0: so he's so he's he's getting tighter for him though to start his pro career that's the thing He's got to start his career at, at, at some point here. Now he's twenty, you know. If he's twenty years old, an overager, he's got to get it. He's got to hook on somewhere, unless he's not, unless he's not serious about an NHL career. In which case, you know, which I would find complete. No, com- co- oh, I'm sure he's crazy. serious
1: about an NHL yeah, career. But I'm saying,
0: you know, but he has to. Whoever he's gonna get drafted by at this point now, if he's still gonna be as obstinate as he apparently is the Flor as he was a Florida. Okay, so let's just use he doesn't want to play for the Panthers. I think it's what it just comes down to in this case. Okay. So let's use Connor Blakely
1: as an example because yeah. you know he was a first round pick in 2014, right? And then he got picked in the fifth round by the blues. Right now, today, as we speak, Blakely's 22 years old. Last year, he played 40 ECHL games, had 38 points. Then he played 13 AHL games, had one point, one goal.
0: Yeah.
1: So this is what happens to guys that sort of play this sort of game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're going to get drafted by a team, fit, probably fifth round again, because that's I think that's where they deem the value to start. And that guy is going to get put into situations, and if he doesn't do well right off the bat, he is going to get bounced around an organization, and then you may or may not ever see him in the NHL as a result. And Masherin has, has talent. He really yeah. he does, but – He's also a guy that I think has to get in better condition too. It, well, the thing is it can't –
2: yeah, it couldn't have been oppor- lack of opportunity because, like we just said, Florida's weakness has been on the wings, and he's a winger. I mean, Owen Tippett could make that team this year with a good training camp. You know, Hoffman is going to be probably on their top line. So they were in desperate need of, of help on the wing. Not, you know, he was playing in junior last year, but if he had signed with him, he might have had a chance to make that team out of training camp or at least have a chance to play in the NHL later this year if, if he started in the AHL. So, I, I don't know. I mean, um you know, maybe some other team that needs that needs immediate help on the wing and thinks that he can make the jump fairly quickly will <laughs> take a chance. I mean, there are other there are other players I, m- I remember uh, I, m- I mentioned earlier a couple of leaf uh, draft picks, uh defensemen, big defensemen matin and uh, and uh um uh yeah there's a, i can't think of the other one right now I'm, I'm drawing a blank but uh oh keaton middleton uh that that both have, are re-entering the draft but they were deep picks and they probably won't get picked till the fifth sixth seventh round where teams will be willing to take a chance yeah. on them so um okay anyway so um an interesting note here and i don't know just, again, just, no just, just so you get where i'm coming from
1: so um there's a, there's an article up here from 2016, from the record.com. And this is what the, the headline is. And this is important. Masherin fit focused and ready to lead. And that's why I talked about his conditioning. So if it, again, it is something that has been talked about and, and that's something where yes, in the OHL, you could get away with that and score a lot of goals. You can't get away with that when you go to the next level
2: now um according to darren drager yesterday and this brought up a bunch of uh, chatter in toronto um john tavares and the islanders have been having conversations regular conversations um if they don't have a deal by this time next week meaning yesterday so that would be at the beginning of the five-day window expect tavares to visit uh with three to five teams now he says in los angeles i i believe he's represented by Pat Brisson, and Pat Brisson is caa so i know caa is based in la i believe yeah. so um but the, the 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 thing that raised eyebrows was that the toronto maple leafs have put together a video presentation that if you know that may involve players on the maple leafs maybe involving mike babcock and that they will be prepared that if Tavares gets to the window that they will make this they will have this video whatever as part of their presentation to him. I think every NHL team is probably doing oh, that, don't you think?
1: Got a DVD ready for him to pop in there.
2: Well, I, I was going to ask, what year is this again? Yeah, it's like
0: this? I mean considering what the NBA does with regards to trying right. to play, did, it's like Do they have well, it on, have it on we're, Betamax? We we're of the 8 track era here, so yes. let's 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 keep it, I'm gonna put in this cassette tape here play an audio thing here of uh, it's, it's, all,
2: it's and on Paris. it's on one of those record size laser discs. Anthony. Like somebody told that. Him. I was I saw this reading, I'm like,
0: Yeah, okay. Is this, yeah. It just because it's, no offense, Mike? Is this just because it's Toronto and we have to let everybody yeah. know this is what we're doing? Yeah. Well,
2: this is Did no this, and and you know to all Apologies to my friends at TSN and my friends at Sportsnet. This is feeding the Toronto beast. This yeah. is, you know, I, do, do I think the Leafs are front and center in terms of the teams that will make a – will will try to get Tafarez – Yes, but I don't think they're at the head. And I think all teams are prepared that that think they have a chance to sign them to make a presentation and do this and that. So I just think that this got out because it's Toronto and because this is the same hype machine that whipped everybody up into a frenzy about Steven Stamkos two years ago. And I'm sorry, as as somebody who's well acquainted with the Toronto scene, I'm not buying it until I see him put the Toronto blue and white jersey over his head and on and on on his uh, on his torso. I'm not going to believe John Tavares is going to the Maple Leafs. Here's the one thing: you will not see John Tavares in any of these cities.
1: They're all going to have to go to CAA. They're going or- go to go exactly. They're going to go to Brisson's office. They all have to- it's all going to be done behind closed doors. TSM will have to be camped out just to see who goes in there. But that's—you're not going to see John Tavares at all. He is not going to be on camera at all. I, all I want
0: is—I want the PowerPoint presentation with a photo with 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 a jersey Photoshop. <laughs> that's what I want. John, here you are. Look at how you look in blue and white. Look at that.
2: Well, no, I'm sorry. Our, our buddy Greg Wachinski has already already did that with nice graphics on ESPN. He had Tavares with the superimposed yep. jerseys yep. with yep. Toronto I mean, with with. with it, but if the teams do it, man, it's gonna be like. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be. Cla- yeah, but, but and remember, Toronto a couple years ago, and a, from what I've under from what I understood, this turned Stamkos off. Was well, was that when 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 they when he visited the Leafs. They had the mayor of the city of Toronto. They had the CEO of Canadian Tire. They made this big presentation. Now, I don't know what their offer was to them. Probably it was more in terms of money than Tampa Bay, but the tax situation in Ontario would have taken some of that away. But the bringing the, the CEO of Canadian Tire probably would have been their attempt at i would say circumventing the cap by getting yeah. an a, some sort of advertising or some sort of endorsement deals and if the and i don't th- the leafs are going to think outside the box when it comes to making these types of signings. This is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So I wouldn't doubt that if they did it for Stamkos, they will do it for Tavares. I just don't know. In the end, I think the thing that's most important to him is being able to win a Stanley Cup. And that's two years ago, the Leafs were last in the league and hadn't drafted Matthews yet. Now this, now that case is a little more logical and realistic.
1: Sure. I mean, end of the day, like I said, Tavares is going to keep this low-key uh, I wouldn't be shocked if you know he gets a, a bandits jersey. Fedex Stop with a, the bandits. Has, the bandits jersey has Tavares on it.
2: It's already I, on I, it. and I the know. numbers, same numbers. I, I know, yeah. Russ. What are they going to give? What are they going to give him? What are they going to give him? Are they going to give him a carton of Marlboro and Ultra and this, Lights this, too?
0: This, I love those jerseys. I got to say, <laughs> as as a person who used to go to Philadelphia Wings games, <laughs> I used to love. Seeing the Buffalo Bandits jersey, yeah, let's let's let bendito and little, and little Johnny probably liked it too. So yeah, yeah.
2: let's go let's go outside the KeyBank Center at ten thirty at night on a Saturday after a Bandits game and watch watch sixteen thousand fans chain smoke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or put them through a table like they normally do. To no, table. that's for Bill. That all the part. Part. all so, right, so switching switching
1: oh. off to to um, let's talk a little bit about the draft and Bodie Wild, wow, because Please. I've been seeing some wild stuff on Twitter. Oh. Right? And it's just like, <laughs> look, I want to explain this. When you see a player, right, and if you see him on television, you might get to see him a few times in a tournament, and but you're not seeing everything, right? You're not seeing behind the play. You're not seeing a lot of other things that you would want to see with your eyes that gets televised, right? It's still, you know, it's something, it gives you an idea of a player, but like, as an example, Bodie Wild, I don't even know if it got televised at the five nations where he literally helped bring his team back with some big goals in the game and help them win that tournament. I don't know if that was even televised, right? So people talk about Bodie Wild, like he is this Shane Gostaspierre gone wild kind of crazy, chancy offensive defenseman. And it's wild.
0: one more time, we're going to turn this into a drinking game, Russ.
1: I know. And it's, and I bring up Gossespierre because, you know, Flyers fans, there's been some discussion about if Wild went to the Flyers. And I don't think that's a bad idea, by the way. I just don't think it's going to happen. But at the end of the day, he's a physical guy. He skates great. He can really move the puck in the offensive zone very quickly. And he actually is a good decision maker. It's just he does gamble, but he does know when to gamble, too. And I think for people that are worried about like this riverboat gambler mentality, you can't play on a second pairing of the NTDP with that kind of mentality. And I just want to stress that like that's not something that program puts up with. And I've even seen people sort of ripping the NTDP the other day to me on my own Twitter like, oh, what's the NTDP? Well, here's some things that maybe you don't know about them and even things that I learned along the way that I didn't know about them so the ntdp right the national training development program they have a shooting room i had no idea i didn't even know what it was i had to ask the player what is a shooting room and so basically they have two rooms set up at the, at the at the rink in plymouth and basically they could just go in there anytime they want and there's synthetic ice in there and there's a net and they could just shoot to their heart's content so if you wonder why austin matthews and some of these other guys Bronco, have these great shots is because they have unfettered access to to a surface like this that's one thing another thing is this year they started playing a lot more college teams and so you might say well they're just exhibition games they don't count on a college schedule but they're playing bigger stronger players
2: yeah, yeah it doesn't matters. matter it doesn't that matter matters. if it's an exhibition or
0: not. physical exposure to to playing against bigger players you're not playing against the ushl juniors but yeah.
2: so they bumped any. that up this year and
1: and a lot of those players are better for it as a result and Bodie wild is one of them because He happens to be already like 196 pounds. So I have him ranked 16th just as an example, and it's a ranking. It's not a mock. But do I think he'll go top 20? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. And I think if a team gets him, they shouldn't feel like they've, um, they've gotten something lesser. It's just this draft is steeped in great defensemen. And so I do think there's other guys that the Flyers could take ahead of this. Ahead of him, and it's not a slight to him. It's just this is the no, way. I think
0: there's going. a lot of. Op- I think there's defensively a lot of options. One of the things that's been kind of bugging me about the mocks that I've seen of late, and I just you know I look at them just just for, I you know, just want to say, yeah. And everybody's got Philly taking two forwards in a draft where the defensive talent is what it is, and you've already got defensemen already up in you know you've drafted in recent years. You have to restock, and you need a top. You need top end defensive talent. Yes. So I really, in my this is my opinion, and I could be completely proven wrong on Friday night. I don't uh, think the Flyers come out around one without a defenseman. No, it's, I agree. I, I'm they're come out. I don't see them coming out with two forwards like Corey Promin's got them taken. Kravsov and, and Martin Caught at 14 and 19. Yeah, I could see one of them at four t- in either of those spots, but I think the other spot's gonna be a defenseman.
1: Right. I agree with that. And and I do think that they're gonna get one as an example. When I was viewing the NTDP, and I think it was at the Five Nations, Keandre Miller and Bodie Wild were the pairing, and Miller was the three and Wild was the four. So if I'm the Flyers and I could get the three there, yeah. I'm going to get the three. And that's why I you know, was quoted in, in Metro and a few other places where I think he's a good fit for the Flyers because he has all these intangibles, and I think he could be better than Darnell Nurse. I do
2: now uh, just to go back to what's gonna happen on July 1 or leading up to July 1 but to finish out the show here we know know to- June Mike why are you in such a rush to get rid of June what are you talking about
1: is June like terminal cancer to you like I just want to know no I'm, uh, I'm not uncle June
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh that was that- good that was very oh, wow. one good rep- pop culture reference. Every time you get, every time you get, Corrado
2: onset. Soprano. Thank you very much. No,
0: no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uncle There's, there's two references for that then.
1: Okay. There's, but yes, that's the biggest one, but there's okay. another one too.
2: Yes. Um, John Carlson is obviously the main attraction in the defensive free agent class. We don't know whether he's going to get to the open market, but if you look at the, the defensive class after John Carlson, it's pretty, it's pretty weak. Yeah. Mike Mike Green is coming off back surgery, but you know if he is healthy, he'll get probably a one or two year offer. Maybe and Detroit
1: even, wants him back.
2: That's and being Detro- and Detroit won- I think Detroit wants him back, Russ, because if they they can sign him to a one year deal, then they can actually trade him. They were going to trade him, and then they they didn't end up doing. No, it I think they want him for two years,
1: Mike, because I think they realize someone like Chalowski is a couple of years away, and they don't have anybody to run their power play. So I right. think they want him for two years, to be honest.
2: Jack Johnson, there's been some some connection between him and Montreal, some rumors about about him. Uh, even veteran guys like Alexi Emelin will probably get, you know, he, he could go back to the KHL, but he could find a team. Calvin DeHaan, who's uh, not, it wasn't a high price guy, but, you know, if for teams looking for depth defenseman, Ian Cole. My point being here is that with the Hoffman deal that just happened and all the things hanging over him, with and with the defensive market as weak as it is, how much of a stretch is it for a number of teams to put in a bid on Slava Voynov? Because I think the way it's going,
0: hoops. Yeah, he's he better. He has to be going through quite a few hoops first before he would even be getting. Well, he's it.
2: trying. He's trying to get. He's trying to get the 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 the, the work vacated. Yeah. And, and if he does that, I think
0: if we're already, it's June. I don't know where things are at in terms of it's June 19th right now. The clock's ticking for Boynov if he's planning on getting, I mean, he very well, it could be a case where we get in, he may not be as part of that July 1st group. Right. But, but again, the King's still, I mean, his contract, what's his contract situation right now? He's still, King, I mean, it was obviously voided.
2: Yeah, it's voided, but he's an, I think he's considered, but he's, he's still considered, considered an RFA. Part. It's he's like he's, part. it's like he's an RFA. They have his rights. And you would have to trade for his rights. Right, to right. So to it's to a sign little
0: in the circumstance, effect, that it would have to be a trade for his rights, or if LA's, or it could very well be a pitch point for the Kings, where if they're trying to get Kovalchuk on board, his Scott, his SC Scott right. teammate would be there as well. So yeah. that could very well be a case where the Kings keep Voinov if they're trying to get Kovalchuk.
2: The thought, the thought has been Anthony that the one place he can't go back to with the things that are hanging over him is LA. <laughs>
0: Oh
1: wait, sorry. Is L.A. But Atlanta cause... was a good answer.
2: Why? He
1: can't go back to Atlanta. There's
2: no team. He can't go to Houston either. Um, no, but but
0: but I, I, I agree. I, in this circumstance, I I, I think it's unlikely goes back to L.A. I'm just saying, as an op- as if they were to entertain that idea, that's the po- That's a possibility mm-hmm. there. But yeah, teams trading for Voynov in terms of this. I mean, in terms of what has happened. People haven't forgotten, you know.
2: No, no. And, and we know that the landscape in sport, in politics, in entertainment, everywhere has changed. We, you know, I, I, we're not going to get into it, but the, there were some comments by a former ESPN reporter yesterday on social media that have, have blown up because they're just not acceptable anymore. And 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 I don't know if they were ever ever acceptable, but I'm just saying, like in the in the current like Me Too movement generation, you really can't go out and say things like that anymore. And and a player who's been, you know, convicted and then, you know, deported himself for a sec- for an assault
0: of, of him and his and his wife looking very happy underneath, you, know, you know, and
2: you know, and see that. Pina coladas, whatever, and that's the thing uh, that under that that's that's the thing that undercuts it for for some people. Anthony is that they weren't married when this happened, and now they're married, right? So how bad can it be? But I I, I can't I can't make judgments like that because it doesn't undo the act, right? right. So and that's why. But the thing but is, at the end of the day, look at the
1: end of the day, we think his behavior was abhorrent. I hate it, but we also know that the PA is going to push for him to get a job and he's trying to get this work visa. And if he can work it out with the state department, it doesn't matter what we think some team is going to hire him.
2: They are some. Yeah. I, and I, th- I think so. the question is whether it will be a team in a small market that the, the, the back, the back blow up will um, be limited
1: because I don't think this any have- anymore, Mike, See, here's the funny thing. Now with the, with the advent of social media, blowback. wherever, That's- wherever he goes, no matter the size of the city. Yeah. I think the blowback on social media will be the same. And so I think whoever gets him will take that hit on social media, no matter what, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they have a big fan base or a small fan base, because people outside of hockey are very interested to see what happens in this.
2: Yeah, the, the, the blowback is secondary to the fact that he's a right-shot defenseman who's 28 years old, who's won right, a right. Stanley Cup, and, and that's the thing. That, you know, that's it's, talent, I mean, listen, before it happened, Slavo, I, and I've, I've
0: been very public in saying this, he was one of my favorite defensemen to watch Voinov when he was with the uh-huh. Kings. I loved him. I loved his game. Sure. In many ways, he reminded me, in many ways – Ivan Provorov's game uh, and Voinov's game are very similar. I think Pro- Provorov's got a little more offensive jump yeah. than than, than Voinov does, but I think it was the same kind of clean, hard, physical game that you look for in a prototypical NHL defenseman who could jump up and also come back and play it well in all three zones. Yeah, I yes. love Voinov as a defenseman. It's t- it's just very difficult for me to get for anybody to get past what happened. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. All right. Great show, guys. Um, now. Tomorrow... Russ and I will be traveling. So we're not sure what's going to happen with the, with the Buzzcast. We could be doing a short one with one or both of us in an airport at some point, or we may just not have one tomorrow and come back on Thursday. I know that Thursday and Friday, the, the plan is to have shows in the mornings before everything really gets going. Um, on Thursday, we can talk about the NHL awards who won the Norris, who won the Hart, and etc. et cetera. But there, I'm sure there's gonna be lots of rumors and lots and tr- lots of trades and lots Lots of trade speculation so uh stay tuned to tom. I do have one small message too sure.
1: go ahead I, I want to um wish um a future happy trails to tom brady you know he did a uh interview with oprah and and i understand now that he's pondering his future he sees the end is near tom go for the light at the end of the tunnel you could see it you could taste it just cross that line tom jet fans watch dan marino do this you could do it tom
2: I want to wish a future happy trails to Jacob deGrom when he goes goes from the Mets to the Yankees. He will not go to the Yankees. <laughs> for Anthony Mangione, for Russ Cohen, I'm Michael Lagello. Thanks for watching. And remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey.
1: With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.